it's that time again. Powerful Nonsense is back in your ears. You'll have to excuse me on this episode. I'm recovering from a very bad flu. So if I cough in your ears, I'm not contagious. Don't worry. (laughs) Today... We have an episode entitled, Why You Need to Take Stock of Your Miserable Existence, talking about work-life balance. But first, introductions. I'll introduce myself first, which I always forget to do. I am Wayne Ingram, actor, and sat next to me, as always, my good friend and yours, Jam Yildiz. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Yes, all good. How are you feeling now, Wayne? You're feeling good? You're back to health? Um, Well, I've got a bit of a, a caggy chest, so I may cough every now and then, but... I'm better than I was. I felt quite privileged that you were, you called me up in desperation. I like, know. I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I had to give you some of my. Uh, See, make me laugh now. I'm gonna cough. <laughs> I had to give you some of my uh, biohack advice to get you back to health. Absolutely. Yes, I was on the phone to Jem, going, "You know how to deal with this sort of stuff, don't you?" Right? He was like, "No, not really." <laughs> <laughs> Google, Google helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but you should never self-diagnose. No. Because it's just going to tell you you're going you're gonna to die. Basically. Basically. Anyway. So what's this episode about, Wayne? So today we're going to be talking about work-life balance and uh, how we can all do better to achieve it um, and if it even is possible to achieve it. Um, um, yeah, so we'll start with our quote as always, Mr. Jem. So you take it away. Yeah, the uh, beginning quote of today is, decide what you stand for and then stand for it all the time. And that's by Clayton M. Christensen who's the professor at Harvard Business School. Fantastic. So, we've been, we're going to be talking about work-life balance, so I'm going to just ask Jim, how's your work-life balance? To be honest, at the moment, it's been quite good. So, like, I've been doing work. I do find myself probably working a little bit too much, but then I kind of enjoy it, so I do it more often. But recently, I've just bought a whole a bit of gym equipment now, and I've been... Uh, out in my back garden doing a bit of a workout every now and then and I just love the feeling that I could just go downstairs and have a workout and yeah I think it's getting there it's not perfect but I definitely feel like I'm moving in the right direction so do you just work out just on the grass I'll just go on the grass and have a little workout and but yeah I just think I like to split up my day I love sports I love working mm-hmm. out and I just love that now I can have that sort of opportunity to just choose I don't have to quickly fit it in on a lunch break and yeah yeah well, my, my work-life balance is in, in chaos at the moment. There is no, there, I have no life at the moment. Um, as I think I mentioned in the last episode, I'm in the process of moving house. So my whole life has been put on hold. Um, although I'm managing to find time to do this, oddly. Yeah. Hey-ho. So your priorities are right. Yeah, my priorities are right. <laughs> um, so um, let's kind of jump straight in. Where do you think most people go wrong in terms of work-life balance? I think the key thing is is that people know about work-life balance. Everyone throws that word around, but then people never really sit down and think about it. Like you asked me there, Jen, what, what are you doing for your work? Like, is your work-life balance in whack? And to be honest, you don't really know if it is or isn't unless mm-hmm. you've kind of set out mm-hmm. what you expect from your work-life balance. And so I think that's the key, really. I mean, people might say, oh, okay, you get to go to the gym or you get to, I don't know, whatever you want to do in your spare time. But if you don't, re- if that doesn't actually fit into what you want your work-life balance to be, yeah, then you've got a bit of a problem. So starting there is really figuring out what is work-life balance to you, because my work-life balance is totally different to yours. Yeah, and something you said actually when I asked you about your work-life balance, which I found quite interesting that you said it was the fact that you're like, well, I'm finding that I'm working a lot, but I actually enjoy doing my work, so I end up doing it. And I was kind of like, actually, yeah, that that's kind of similar for me. Like if I get days off, quite often by about three p.m., I'll be like. I'm bored now. I've been playing video games and watching rubbish TV and talking <laughs> to people and done all that sort of stuff. But now I just kind of want to do something productive and creative. Um, and actually, when we were at university together, particularly in the, my final year, I remember you commenting on several times on how much I was working too much. Mm-hmm. And you need to chill out. And I was like, no, no, I will not. I will not chill out. <laughs> I will work. Um, although... Then, kind of a year later, I suffered major burnout, which I still haven't really recovered on, recovered from. Um, even now, I think I'm kind of trying to get the balance right. And something I was saying to you before we recorded as well 
is I think often you go into that phase where you go, I'm going to sort my work-life balance out. I need to spend more time living my life and less time working. And so the, sometimes I think the automatic thing to do is to just not work at all. You suddenly go, right, I've got catching up to do. <laughs> I'm having a week off. Particularly if you work for yourself and you're self-employed on your own time, you kind of go, that can wait, that can wait. I'll read my book. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of it. And I've found, I mean, again, I'm moving at the moment, so my whole brain's going, uh, but I found that the last few weeks I've kind of gone, no, no, no work. No, mm-hmm. well, I just need to, just need to rest. Um, and and do you think that that's kind of a, a problem that we all face, or is that just me? No, I think everybody has that problem. I mean, when I was working full time before, obviously I was spending say nine to five in the office, and then you've got I was having an hour or an hour and a half travel each way. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think a lot of the time um, people kind of get well. I think that's kind of normal. Like what I said mm-hmm. there is quite normal, and then people don't really understand. Um, like what, what should be a work life balance? What's a normal work life balance? And mm-hmm. I think it gets to the point that people are so used to that old system of doing things that work is most of their life. And it's like, well, what is the life part? Is that me going out? Is that me hanging out with my family, or is that seeing friends? And I mean, if you probably did a ratio of the work life balance for most people, it'd be probably seriously out of whack. And I think yeah. it's so important for people to really sort of take responsibility and just really know what their values are and what they're wanting out of life and really sit down and assess what is their work-life balance yeah and what do you think um i mean obviously it does depend on what your what your views of a a good life a good rounded life are but what do you think are kind of like the main things you should be focusing on to get a work-life balance if that makes sense well obviously everyone the first thing everyone's going to worry about is like having money so you're going to have to have money like you need money coming in to live you need to eat and so obviously you want to have that in balance so as long as you've got your money coming in but then you've got to also think okay you've got a family you might have kids you might have brothers and sisters mum dad whatever you're going to want to be around your family but then you've also got your friends and then you've also got the time which is probably the most constructive time is that time you actually have for yourself yeah and it's those things that you do just because you enjoy them whether that's for me it's reading a book or listening to a mm-hmm. podcast or going for a run or doing some exercise and i think a lot of people that's the first thing that goes and that's usually the thing that kind of gives the person well-being makes them think clearly makes them feel good and it kind of rolls off into the other aspects yeah. but i think a lot of people as i say are just way into it's just work 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 yeah yeah and why and why um I, I mean when i when i look at kind of where i want my life to be i've kind of got there's there's three main categories which kind of divert into subcategories i guess uh but there's there's money career because i'm in a creative career money and career don't go hand in hand um (laughs) so finance career and then relationships those are my three kind of core Mm -hmm. core things um and obviously amongst relationships you've got um social um you've got um like love life family um finance you've got not just making ends meet but actually having enough to actually enjoy the finer things in life um and then career in terms of i've got my my company um that i set up tap the table productions bit of a cheesy plug bit of a cheesy plug you can find out a little bit more at tapthetable.com <laughs> <laughs> and then also my my acting career as well um and so that that kind of break breaks down to lower and lower levels and and you know i i also have to make sure that I give myself time to reset. Mm-hmm. Um, so time to just sit and watch a TV show. Although that often comes into work because then I start analysing the damn thing. <laughs> I think one of the biggest problems though, like just coming away from that quickly, is just that people are kind of stuck. I guess the mentality is wrong is that people think that, okay, you have to earn money. And I think that's the problem that probably destroys all people's work-life balance is that mm-hmm. they're so afraid of not having enough money or not being oh, able to yeah. make the bills. And I think money is probably the biggest destroyer of, of um, your work-life balance because you feel like I've constantly got to be, if you're not earning, you've got to be earning, you've got to be saving, you've got to be buying the latest things. And I think oh, definitely. that's really what people need to really assess because so many people are working and just collecting all this money. Yeah. And in the background, their relationships are dying, they're dropping, Definitely. their health is dis- destroyed, and it's just so, it's such a shame to see. And I, I can definitely vouch for that. 
Uh, I think I've talked many times about when I first moved to London. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, when I first moved to London and uh, working in call centres. So I was like, I moved to London because I wanted to kickstart my career. So that's career pillar sorted. And then I went, right, well, I'm living with people that I've known for years. So that's fine. I'll worry about my social circle later. I've still got people that I can rely on. And the other thing is money. I need money. I've just moved to London with a thousand pounds in my bank account. That's not going to last me very long. I need money. And then I spent the next six months working in a horrible call centre trying to get my bank balance up. And it consumed my life. Because then what happened was I was spending seven hours a day in that horrible call centre. And also, my shift was from half twelve to half eight in the night. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's eight hours. Mm-hmm. Have you so been ha- paid for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Half twelve to half eight in yeah. the evening. So I can't do anything in the morning because mm-hmm. my commute was about an hour and a quarter. So I'd have to leave at about, well, let's say half eleven. Mm-hmm. No, eleven. Yeah. Um, to have to leave at eleven in the morning. So I didn't have time to get anything done in the morning. I wouldn't get home till about ten o'clock. Yeah. Your day's just wiped out straight day's away. Day's done. So there's no time to pursue career. There's no time to pursue relationships. No time for personal hygiene. No. <laughs> I stank for yeah. months. <laughs> but this is this is the problem, though. I think, like, um, we were listening to a TED Talk just before this, and the guy was saying about that some jobs just don't come with work-life balance. No. And that's the big problem. And that's why, I mean, we're all about promoting sort of um, entrepreneurship and stuff, and it's or trying to find these ways of um, finding work or finding ways of earning income that kind of give you that work-life balance. Because like you say, if you're doing that type of job that needs you to be a nine-to-five, like my job, it wasn't work-life balance. Because if, I don't think a nine-to-five is work-life balance, really. No. Because you're giving up. You're going to have to travel each way. And the problem, I say this all the time because my girlfriend, she's um, working like full-time as well. And like she comes back and she says, oh, I want to write, she wants to write a book and stuff like that. And the problem is, like you say there, when you're doing, you wake up in the morning, you've got to get yourself ready for going to work. You go to work, like there's no, there's nothing happening in the morning unless you wake up super early, which is unlikely because you're knackered from the night before. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to go, you wake up, do your thing, get ready, go to work, come home, knackered, you've peed off because of the transport home you mm-hmm. get in the last thing you want to do is start working on a business or an idea and yep. then you go to bed and you start again and you do that five days a week and you've got the weekend just to like let your hair down and go wild and it's like there is no there is no possibility for balance in that mm. system i don't even know how like i always i spoke to my friend yesterday and i was just like i don't get how the older generation did it i don't get no. how did <laughs> how did they have kids how did they bring up kids how did they i don't know whether we've just changed our mindsets but it just seems ridiculous to assume that that is possible to have any sort of well i I think (coughs) excuse me i think the main thing that's different now to then is technology Mm -hmm. because your emails do not stop they just don't i woke up this morning overnight i had three or four emails in my inbox that were sent between three and five in the morning between three and five from UK-based companies. These mm-hmm. weren't companies from overseas, which I could understand because mm. they're on a different time zone. Same time zone sending emails between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Yeah. What the hell? Well, I know why that is, but that's in terms of marketing because it's going to be the first thing you see when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. But, but the point still stands. The fact is these emails are going out. Mm-hmm. Even when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. even when you're sleeping, your phone yeah. is going off. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's madness. And what happened to me when I was at the call center was obviously I was getting emails through the day. So I was getting home, having to sort out all these emails. I was in the midst of setting up a theater company at the time, which was taking up a lot of my time. So my whole life was dedicated to this theater company and dedicated to this call center. And that was my life for at least six months, at least and I just burn out completely. Completely burn out. Yeah, but I think that people are doing that day to day. I think that's norm. I think people are going around burnt out. People are, we've got all these statistics about sleep deprivation. I mm-hmm. think it's just the norm. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like people, 
even people haven't even got time to be aware to sit down and say what is my work-life balance like because they're doing the job that they yeah. this job that's taking up so much of the time they're not going to come in and sit down with a piece of pen and paper and they don't want to use that time to maybe sit down with the kids or maybe mm-hmm. just to talk to their partner or go out to the cinema and stuff like that so yeah. people ain't even got the, the free time to actually sit down and even consider what do I want from my work-life balance and that's obviously what's got to happen yeah and I think that's I think that's the first thing that you should really look at is really go right okay what are the categories of my life that I want to work on where do I want to be in because the problem is is when people go right let's make a plan for the next 10 years Mm. most of the time it will be career 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 Mm -hmm. not in terms of um you know do I want a healthy relationship do I want to be doing this as a hobby and if I do I'm doing that as a hobby where do I want to be with that hobby in 10 years time Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing and I think it's so easy particularly I mean our generation has been brought up to go career 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 no you Mm -hmm. can't take time off because if you take time off you won't get a good career Mm -hmm. like all the time and um I think we, we've just been bred into this mentality of if you're not working then you're, you're wasting nothing. your time yeah. <laughs> if you if we've been guilt tripped into t- like we're not allowed holidays mm-hmm. because if you take a holiday like how dare you take a holiday yeah whilst the rest of us have to work like it seemed like as a benefit like, oh you're going on holiday oh my god like yeah. people are so shocked that you're going yeah. away and they're so jealous of you it's like what yeah. you've got a bit of freedom which was kind of allocated freedom <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like we're going to let you have three weeks off yeah that's the three weeks off you're allowed to have any more than that and you're a waste of space <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> and um yeah i think we've just been it's just been drilled into us just to kind of keep keep working and it's really dangerous really dangerous and so um i heard about this um concept of sort of um it's based at business but i think it also because it's called marginal cost thinking right. and that's basically um it means that your 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 time your time and money spent now always looks greater than doing things over a longer period of time. So in terms of say, I like to use the HMV example of um, we will apply this to the work life balance in a second. But HMV basically knew that things were changing and that needed to go a different model. They needed to switch things up majorly. Mm-hmm. But instead of investing in this new technology, they kind of tried to hold on to that old system of doing things. Right. And so what happened there is. Um, obviously they lost out and they went they were I don't know if they've gone bust now but they they're, just they've been bought out again yeah, so they totally got wiped out of market because they didn't see the benefits in the smaller changes over a long period of time because there was going to be costs straight away and I think people need to kind of apply that to their own um, in their own thinking when it comes to work-life balance you can't see it as well if I do a radical change such as I'm going to only work three days a week and then I'm going to work three days or I'm going to only do four days a week they see the huge cost in terms of money because money mm-hmm. is a fear if you don't have money then you're going to be like oh god um, like you say you're going to start feeling like you're worthless or you're not doing anything and so people need to kind of quit that sort of mentality of um, what am I trying to say here so basically they need to kind of see it that they need to make these smaller investments in the other side of their um, their work life balance. Yeah, if you maybe help me out with so what I'm trying to say. There. <laughs> are you saying are you saying that we should? Are you essentially saying that we should be taking rather than going right as of next week? I'm only going to work from nine till three, and then the rest of my time is going to be free time. Uh, rather than saying that, are you saying that instead we should go? Okay, as of next week, I'm going to allocate an hour every day just to read a book and then the following week if i've kept that up then allocate another hour to spend with my family mm-hmm. is that what you're saying instead that's basically what i was trying to say i think i kind of went about it a weird way but yeah thanks for clearing that up basically yeah so if people can just bring in little things or just even because that will make you more aware of the fact that you took that time out to do something towards uh-huh. like whether that's reading the book or i'm actually gonna tonight i'm gonna I'm not going to do any more emails after a certain time or just making these incremental changes 
because those are the things that are going to over two, three, five, ten years, they're mm-hmm. going to build up and be something substantial. Yeah. It's like if you're, I mean, an example is if, if you're going to be there to tuck your kid in a, into bed every night at a certain time, read them a book, over ten years that kid's going to grow up and be a lot sort of, you're going to have a better connection with your mm-hmm. dad was always there reading me a book or something like that. Whereas if you kind of say, well, I'll wait till I've earned enough money and then I'll start spending time with my kids. I'll Then I'll start... Um, yeah. Uh, building a relationship with my children that's like the wrong mentality but obviously that is the mentality that a lot of people have it's like let me hold off till I've got the money let me get all that money in let me work yeah. hard now and then I'll build a life later yeah it's that I think again it's that thing that's kind of been drilled into us these days that money is everything and if you haven't got money you can't possibly have a good relationship with your kids it's like come on now mm-hmm I mean, my dad and I kind of get it from my dad a little bit as well. He is very money-oriented, not in a materialistic way, but just in a, I want to make sure my family is provided for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes that can actually have a negative effect because mm-hmm. sometimes my dad's getting stressed because it's like, I haven't got the money to make sure that you're all okay. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but we are okay. Yeah, yeah, but I want to get that money in just in case. Mm-hmm. And then he's getting stressed. And then my mom's getting stressed because he's not at home. He's always at work. And then whenever he does get home from work, he sleeps because he's so exhausted because mm-hmm. he's been working so hard. And so then my mom gets in a bad mood. And then my younger sister, who's very headstrong, gets pissy with my mom because my mom's getting in a bad mood at my dad and so she's taking it out on my sister and then my sister's in a bad mood so then that puts my brother in a bad mood because my brother's like why are you being attitude with me mm-hmm. and then she's like I'm not being attitude with me and then my mom gets angry because there's a big fight that happens and mm-hmm. all because my dad is too exhausted to spend time with my mom sometimes mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's what people don't take into consideration is the fact that everything that you do in your life affects everyone around you and if you are getting stressed out, because I mean, it's the same thing happened to me um, when I got to the point where I was going, my life, work-life balance is just completely out. I realized how stressed I'd become and how much of a negative effect that was having on my housemates. Like the fact that I was getting stressed out, that the tube was stopping at Arnos Grove and I needed to get to Cockfosters. So I had to wait for five minutes. Mm. Oh, my God. For the next train to come. And the fact that that was ruining my day because mm-hmm. I just wanted to get home. And it was because I was spending too much time doing something I hated to get the money in to make sure that I was okay. And I think that's kind of... People need to take the time to go, hang on, is this is this 20 quid that I'm going to get for these three hours of work, extra work? Is this 20 quid really worth sacrificing the time I get to relax and to reset my brain, the time I get to spend with my friends or my family or whoever I live with to enjoy their company, to help other people, to um, enrich myself by reading books or meditating or whatever. And suddenly that that 20 quid for that three hours extra work every day is going to cause you more stress and, and damage those relationships doesn't seem worth it. I think that's really important because I don't think people, I think like you say, people see the money and say, oh, um, they they think they're doing something better, like they're doing something mm-hmm. really good, like your dad feels like, oh, I'm building this uh, this house and building everything up so that my kid's going to have a great life. My dad's the same, he's exactly the same. Yeah. He's kind and of, it's, it's wonderful quality. Yeah, and I think it's a natural quality. You think you're going to do everything you can to make sure, but when you eventually go, when you eventually pass away or you go, you move on then your kids are going to be okay. And mm-hmm. I think that problem is actually maybe your kids need you to be there now so they're okay, yeah. so they can have those they can have those skills, those emotions, they can survive themselves because you've been there and you've taught them rather than saying, I'm just going to build this world for them mm-hmm. and make sure they're all safe and secure. But then you've just lost your ever having that relationship with your children or with your family or with your partner or with your like, spouse. And I think that's, such, that's really important. It's so powerful because it's a shame that people are kind of, doing it with the best intentions mm-hmm. but also losing out on a thing that's really matters yeah so how do you think then because uh, obviously we've talked about a lot of the problems mm-hmm. with work-life balance how do how how do we go about getting a better work-life balance what's your opinion first and then i'll say mine again it goes back to just being aware of what is your work-life balance i think people are so into their work now that they've forgot about the things that actually made them happy and I'm pretty sure there's probably 
families out there or parents who kind of actually dread probably going back home to their family because they no longer know how to even relate to their children or they go home and it's like oh I have to talk to my spouse and I don't even know what she's interested in anymore I don't even know exactly I'm sure there's people like that who literally come home and it's like actually it's a different I don't even understand the world that I should know like I should know what my kids are interested in I should know who what my brother um what he's interested in I should know these things I should have an interest in them and I think that's the biggest shame like when you don't actually when you it becomes that work is what you know and that's your life around it or the things that you were interested in no longer exist like they they're a foreign world to you and I think that's the problem I think a lot of people have got to the point where they don't even know how to act with their spouse or their kids or their they don't even know what 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 is life I, I just work and I think that's there's probably a massive scary jump to know well, actually, what would I do if I weren't working and mm. how would I react with the people around me? Yeah. So I know there's no answer there, but it's kind of, you have to kind of just get back into it. You need to kind of think about it really deeply and say like, what do I, what am I wanting from my life? Mm. Mm. Okay. What about, what's your thoughts? Um, well, obviously I'm looking at it from the point of view of um, someone that's self-employed. Because I'm practically self-employed. Mm. I'm actually, I've managed to turn my, my life around to the point where actually now I've got more time than I know what to do with, mm-hmm. um, which is very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I've been looking at recently was uh, Michael Hyatt's Ideal Week, mm-hmm. which I definitely recommend people um, taking a look at. And, and, and if you go to michaelhyatt.com, it's on there. Just type in. I think he says he calls it margin, mm-hmm. and it's this thing where basically you plan out. If you if you had one hundred percent control of your time, how would you how what would your week look like? Um, so then you you basically timetable your whole week out, um, and by doing that, you get to kind of say, okay, what do I want to assign my time to? And he basically breaks down each day into themes so you've got each day as themes and then you've got your your hours as themes as well um so he might say okay so for the first two hours of my day are focused on myself the next three hours of my day are focused on my work um then i take um an hour for relaxation and then i take another three hours for work and then the rest of my day is focused on my family for example Mm -hmm. um but then also each day across like so monday tuesday wednesday thursday is assigned a theme as well so he says okay well um monday is um for uh, for for example for me i say monday is for my theater company then uh tuesday wednesday thursday that's for my acting work friday is for podcasting for example and then weekend is for myself Mm -hmm. um and then you you can really work out exactly how you're going to spend your time I mean, obviously, it's an ideal week and you don't have 100% control of your time. But at least then you can look and you can actually work out exactly how many hours you're spending on what. So you can say, OK, well, I'll be if I stick to my ideal week, I'll actually be spending a whole day spending time with my family, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least then you've got kind of a, a picture of what your perfectly balanced life will be. And then that gives you a template so that then when pe- when people are going, oh, we've got a project we want you to work on. Can you can you do it in this amount of time? And you can look at your ideal week and kind of go, uh, okay, well I can't maybe finish it by that date, but uh, I can do it by that date, for example. And then that that puts you in the driver's seat. Because I think what the main problem is is so many people let outside influences control when their free time is, mm-hmm. and actually you should be controlling when your free time is. Because even if you're working for someone, if you're an employee you are giving them your time. Mm-hmm. They're not giving you their time. You're giving them your time. So you should be the one in control of that. Um, I mean, obviously, it's easier said than done because a lot of corporations like you to... Ha- you know, you've got this contract in place. But if you look... It, but how often, even if you're working in retail, for example, do they go, oh, can you work this shift? And everybody goes, yeah, oh, yeah, I will. Because they feel that they have to. It's like, no, that's overtime. That's not in your contract. Therefore, you do not have to do it. And they cannot fire you on the basis that you haven't done it. Because it's not in your contract. That is you offering your time for their benefit. So 
if you've got this ideal week, if you know that your contract is nine to five, Monday to Friday, work that into your ideal week. That's you in control of your time because you've signed a contract and said, yes, I'm going to give you that time. So build that into your ideal week and then use the other days for whatever you need to use it. And then that, I think that will really stop you from getting burnout. Unfortunately, I haven't actually been able to try and test this, this scenario <laughs> proper because about a week after I set my ideal week out, I found out I was moving and then everything's gone to shit. <laughs> um, and But where I'm moving to, my commute to work is a lot... Well, it's practically non-existent. So actually, I've built up an extra two hours a day. So I'm going to rework my ideal week around that to kind of fit things in. Obviously, you're talking a lot about employment there, people who are working. But mm-hmm. how? why is um, entrepreneurship such a sort of viable reason for increasing or improving your work-life balance? Because you've got 100% control of when you work, essentially. Um because it, if you're self-employed, presumably you're working on a contract-by-contract contract basis, which means, okay, yes, you've got your deadline because that's part of your contract. Um, but if if that contract doesn't fit into your work-life balance, essentially you don't have to take it. I mean, you do if there are financial constraints, but then if there are financial constraints, there's probably something wrong with your work-life balance anyway because it's about balance. We're not saying that you shouldn't be working because then that's not a work-life balance. That's just living um and you're not going to fulfill the career side or the financial side if you used my three pillars which means actually you're only working on one pillar which is rubbish um, so but the the whole point of of being entrepreneurial and self-employed really then means that you have 100 percent control of that scenario you can say right my working hours are nine till five monday to friday um however on a wednesday i only work from nine till 12 and then wednesday afternoon i spend doing whatever it is that i want to do that i'm passionate about for example or you can go okay well i'm going to work nine till five monday tuesday i'm actually going to work evenings wednesday and thursday because actually my spouse is at work those evenings so i don't need i can spend time with her Mm -hmm. in the day those days and you've got complete flexibility to work to work around your life Mm -hmm. and i think so many people spend time living around their work and i think that's that's the main problem when it comes to work-life balance and there's also there's also like a lot of health benefits as well to having a better balance i mean a lot of people say that on average when people work nine to five five days a week a lot of that time is not actually spent working. And I think that's one thing I've noticed myself by, and probably you've noticed this yourself by working at home, doing your own thing, is that you kind of don't cheat yourself on what you work. Like if you're working to get stuff done, you think, well, if I if I've set three hours to get this done, I'm going to get it done so I can get back to my work-life balance. And you, I think you become much more productive with your time because it's your, it's your time. It's not mm-hmm. the company's time. You're basically... Yeah, if you, you know you have to be in that office for eight hours a day. But when you're working for yourself and you know that, okay, I need to get these things done today, you work so much harder to get it done because you need to get back into that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you know you have to be here for the next eight hours, again, you can coast. So you're not good. And I mean, obviously, companies do their best to milk you for that whole eight yeah. hours. But a lot of people are working on such low level of, product, of productivity because mm-hmm. they are just trying to fill up time. See, it's tough because actually... I do get very easily distracted. Um, and so actually, I'm, I've am i been in the stage for a while, and this is kind of why I wanted to do this, try this ideal week thing out. Or actually, I because as I say, I've had so much time I've not known what to do with, to do with it, that actually I've been less productive because I've had too much time on my hands, and then the mentality uh, okay. instantly goes, oh, so I'll have time to do that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a double edged sword. So, so yeah, so I've kind of gone the other way. I'm living too much and not working enough mm-hmm. um, at the moment, and that's where where I'm trying to get it sorted. And I think that's also the danger with the work life balance. It is far too easy, particularly if you're self employed, to go. That's all right. I'll get it done later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I have always been a get it done last minute kind of guy because I work really well under pressure. And if you if you give me two weeks to do something, I'll get it done in that last day. <laughs> that's always been the way with me, and that's something that I'm trying to get out of the habit of doing. Because actually, when you're self-employed, you can't work like that because there is no deadline mm-hmm. until you've got your contract. And if you haven't got your contract, there's no deadline. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of going, oh, well, I can get that done tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes tomorrow, and becomes tomorrow, and becomes tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, a month's gone by. Um, but... 
when you are in the mode of being productive, you are so productive. It's untrue because mm. you're because as you say, you then go right. Well, I've got to get this done today. I actually don't want to be doing this all day, so I'm just going to bash it out in an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're then like, oh, this is such a chore. This is some part of the business that I hate doing. So let's just get it done and get it done quick. Mm-hmm. And that's when your phone gets turned off, your um, email notifications get turned off, everything gets turned off. You just pop a bit of music on, usually without words, just the instrumental music. Classical's great, by the way. I know it's a really <laughs> geeky thing to say, but if you if you are kind of in high productivity mode, pop some classical music on because actually it really gets the creative brain thinking and it's not distracting in any way. Um, but yeah, so you crack that on, you close your door, put the you do not disturb sign on, and that's it. You're you're there. And actually, uh, one thing that I think is a really really good thing to do, and I've tried it and it really does work. I've forgotten what it's called but actually um my company tap the table uh tweeted something out about it the other day we'll Um, link with it we'll link onto it yeah i can't remember what it's called but it basically the method is is if you've got a task to do or if you've got a list of tasks to do you basically go right what is that what is it that i've got to get done and then you go right 25 minutes on the clock you go 25 minutes you go 25 minutes solid then once that 25 minutes is up, you must stop immediately. Even if you think, oh, I've got, I've, it will only take me a couple of minutes. You stop immediately, take five minutes to do whatever you want. If that's check Twitter, check Facebook, make a cup of tea, go to the loo, whatever. You do that in your five minutes. As soon as your five minutes is up, you go straight back into another 25. And then after a couple of hours of that, you take a longer break. So maybe 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. And then you go back into it again. And what that does is it actually makes you super focused because 25 minutes, once you're working, isn't actually that long. And you'll find that your time will go off and you'll actually be going, no, but I want to keep working because mm-hmm. I'm not finished. But you have to go, no, no, stop, reset the brain, and then go again. But I think that also applies to, if, even if you did that to yourself, like I'm going to go downstairs and sit with my family for an hour, or I'm going to sit and it's good to kind of apply it the other way as well mm-hmm. to actually put those time limits on. Actually, this is my time now to be with my partner like I do that with my girlfriend like I will say iPhones away let's stick them somewhere and we're just going to sit and be together like yeah. you have to kind of become I think nowadays like you say you have to become so much more mindful of that mm-hmm. time because you're just uh, there's so many distractions you have to really schedule in a lot of your life <laughs> yeah and I think discipline is really really the key here really the key because it's so easy to go yeah that's all right I'll do that for you and then suddenly you've gone oh shit I actually don't have time to do that mm-hmm well, that's going to have to eat into something. So, because I've said I'll do it. And that's the thing as well. You don't want to be in a position where you're saying you'll do something and then you don't do it. That's the worst case scenario mm-hmm. because then that's going to damage professional relationships mm-hmm. as well as, as other things as well. And I, I think that's where most people fall down is the discipline side. It's so, so easy just to get so sidetracked. And even to the point where I've scheduled stuff scheduled stuff in set alarms uh, like on my calendar like you should see my diary mm-hmm. on my iphone and my ipad and stuff it's chocker mm-hmm. because i schedule everything out and whilst we were recording earlier one of my uh, routine mm-hmm. alerts went off saying you should be having lunch now obviously i'm not <laughs> <laughs> just to remind you but yeah just to kind of go oh shit yeah it's lunchtime so that's like that's my hour's break mm-hmm. Um, and to make sure that I take that and in, in a scenario where I can take that I will take it mm-hmm. and it's it's stick it's make your schedule and stick rigidly to it I think I think is so so key and make sure because many people will say if it's not scheduled it doesn't happen yeah and it's so true if you don't schedule in that time where you go right finish work you're done for the day yeah you'll so easily go to 10 o'clock in the evening and then you'll be like oh damn one thing I think is really good obviously I think it's, I think it's great to schedule stuff as well but obviously then that becomes quite a restriction like I'm going to go have lunch now and it becomes very mm-hmm. automated but sometimes I think it's just good to actually ask the question like what's important right now like I might sometimes have work that I need to do in the evening and I say actually it's probably important that I'm going downstairs and actually sit and have a conversation with my yeah. sister or I go and I'm just going to I've got work to do but actually my girlfriend's at home and I wouldn't mind seeing her and sometimes you have to really 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 think about like what's important right now if I don't do that yeah. work And that's why I think the best thing to do is actually schedule that morning 
or schedule the night before one or the other mm-hmm. in fact it's probably better to schedule the night before because if you schedule the night before you kind of know what it's going to be like the next mm-hmm. day um and you don't you wake up first thing in the morning you go right check my phone what's what's my itinerary for the day where mm-hmm. am i going to be what am i going to be doing um and obviously to some degree it is flexible but i think you also need to be rigid with it as well because what I have found happens is when I go, oh, but my housemates are in and I haven't spoken to them properly for the last few days. Mm-hmm. I'll go and have a chat. Mm-hmm. And that's fine if you're the one that's completely in control of the conversation. Like, oh, I've got five minutes. Yeah, I'll go have yeah, a chat. Yeah, I know what you mean. Two hours later, <laughs> you're still having a chat, putting the world to rights. You've got a cup of tea in your hand. Yeah. And, you, and the next thing you know, your phone goes, it's lunchtime. And you go, oh, yeah, it's lunchtime. I haven't eaten yet. I'll go eat. And then that five minutes has become two and a half hours and you've got nothing done that day and that's uh, I find that happens to me a lot which is why I think to some degree you have to be fairly rigid with it and you have to go if your phone goes it's time to go do some work you have to go right sorry guys I've got to go do some work and I've had to do that a few times see this is what I mean like we're having this conversation and me and you are back and forth back and forth kind of working it like we maybe one we're probably quite different the way we do it but it shows you that there is such a trick it's so tricky to say what is right and what is wrong mm-hmm. and it's always a balance act. it's not going to be completely right to schedule everything it's not going to be completely right to just live in the moment and be mindful and go think well i'm going to go sit downstairs with my family because that might just then destroy the work that you should have got done and yeah it is this constant balancing act and, and you're never going to get it 100 percent right you, or you'll be very lucky if you do again i'm in the position where i've got so much time on my hands a very lucky situation to be in but I've still not got it right mm-hmm. I've still not got it right because I now I'm I'm not working as much as I should be but then two months ago I was working more than I should be and so I keep kind of switching from one to the other and it's about it's a, it is about funnily enough finding that balance and making sure that you are giving time across to what things other than your work and and yeah, it's it's a it's a tough and vicious cycle. One thing I think is really important, just to sort of it's probably the last point I'm gonna make, is just it's so important to actually celebrate those sort of small wins you do make mm-hmm. when you do become very mindful of your your work life balance or when you do kind of yeah, you feel that there's balance. I think you feel happier when you've done yeah. so. Like when, when I've had a day where I've actually done some work, also seen the, some friends, like today I've seen you, I've done some work this morning, now mm-hmm. I've seen you, and I already feel good. I feel good, like I've got that balance right today, and yeah. then I'm going out late with some friends. And I, you, you do feel so much better, and I think you have to celebrate that fact, because yeah. if you don't, you like it's like we're a bit like the Pavlovian doll. You have to reward ourselves to say, "Look, you did spend some time with your family. You did do a good yeah. thing." Like, and you'll do that again. You replicate, and you'll build better relationships. It's that smaller kind of smaller wins over time. But mm-hmm. like I say, me and you meeting up every every so often to do the podcast, our relationships getting stronger and stronger Definitely. each time. Definitely. And whereas before, I might say, oh, "I'm going to see you once every six months," and it's just not going. It's not going to be the same. <laughs> the relationship's not going to be the same. So it's these small little wins that you're having are going to have a massive effect. Like you say, if you just say, "Okay, well, I'm going to tuck my kid into bed for a week, or I'm going to read a book for one hour a day." Although it's not, you know, you're not going to see the instant rewards, you're mm-hmm. suddenly working towards that balance. Yeah, and that's what's what that was and really the, key. And the great thing as well is if you get into that ha- that <laughs> you get into that habit of kind of making the small change every week. Before long, those small changes are going to be so ingrained into your daily routine that you you will find you have a very very balanced life. Um, and, and, and you know, if you, it, let's say that the change that you make is a, a 10% change to your overall work-life balance every week, that's 52 weeks in a year. So those small 10% changes will soon stack up and actually you'll find that by the end of the year, you'll have a much more balanced, much more relaxed um, and less stressful, hopefully, uh, life because you... You've, you've tweaked things and that's the thing once you once you say okay well I'm going to put an hour aside to read a book for the next week it doesn't mean it has to stay there in your schedule for mm-hmm. ever you can change things and constantly tweak things till it fits and I think that's also something that people get a little bit intimidated about well, what if I make this change and it doesn't work mm-hmm. don't worry about it if it doesn't work because you can change it again mm-hmm. and like you said there like it's not always about like avoid doing these things to avoid stress it's actually doing these things to have an optimal life to live mm-hmm. the life that you want to lead that's going to make you happy and prosperous in all areas really so yeah definitely so yeah do you want to sort of wrap things up i mean we had a lot of talking discussions then i mean mm. it's got me thinking a hundred different things about what i should be doing with my schedule now because yeah. like again with you i've got quite a lot of free time on my hands mm. and i need to kind of work out 
what do I do with that time? Because I think as well with, with entrepreneurship and kind of going it alone, then you realize that actually we're here now, we can have this conversation, but 90% of our friends are in the office <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of very difficult, especially for someone who's like a solopreneur and they're doing that mm-hmm. thing on their own. So Definitely, you've got no one to hold you accountable. That's that's often the most dangerous thing. But like, I mean, it's good to have this conversation because whereas you're like a, a biohacker and you like 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 boosting your health and stuff I'm the same but with productivity and so this is something that I look into all the time really 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 intrigues me um, but yeah in terms of getting the work life balance um, I th- as I think we said at the start we really it's really, really so, these, so these are the action steps yes we're going to give you <laughs> really really good to kind of um, really understand what your values are where you want your life to be so what are those core things that are really important to you so for me it's the career money and relationships are my three main pillars um to make sure that i've I've got at least something a a good quality of those it doesn't mean I, i need to be filthy rich but just stable um they may not be the same for you it may be career uh relationships and i don't know uh, skiing for example one thing I'd like to add in there is just that a lot of the time you're going to set what you think are the right goals for you depending on you but sometimes it's nice actually to ask your partner ask someone around you mm. to say what do you think I'm missing out and I've said to you oh Wayne you haven't been out in a long while and that mm-hmm. might just spark you to actually I need to schedule some time to go out and have a little just go to the pub or something or yeah. go out and have a party Yeah. and so sometimes it's good to ask people around you what do you think I'm letting go what do you think I'm not doing enough of yeah. because more than likely if it's your partner it's going to say well you've bloody been at work for the last <laughs> yeah. you, haven't, you haven't seen me you haven't taken me out and then you'll it will it'll bring things up that you've kind of totally missed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So once you've once you've decided what those things are, um, really make sure that you stick to that and make sure that those are the focus of every day. All three of them. For, make, put time to focus on those, um, and then the next step is is to do things that get uh, disproportionate results in the sense of, um, you know. If you so you don't want to be spending so much time at work, for example, that then everything else gets dismissed. But then you don't also, as I was saying, don't want to be spending time not at work that actually you're not getting any work done. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, I know we didn't really talk about it so much, but obviously we wanted to talk a bit more about the eighty twenty rule, and it's just about doing the things that have the biggest results. So, like, if you know that going to that party is going to help build your area of social with a lot of your friends you should do that it's going to get a massive result in boosting your social side if you get a job that's going to um uh, it's going to take you a couple of days to do but it earns your month's salary do it yeah and then it kind of opens up that whole area of work for you. like you've now got the whole of the rest of the month to work on these other mm-hmm. areas or you don't have to worry about money so really try to nail down on the things that get you the biggest results so if it's like your family say oh, we're going out the whole family are going out for a meal great i could kind of boost my um, relationship with the whole family in one go where instead of oh, I'll go speak to my sister go speak to my brother go speak to my girlfriend you can do it all in one massive go so that's a huge win in terms mm-hmm. of your social yeah do you get what I'm saying so yeah, it's yeah. really focusing so, pinning down yeah so do that for example if it's in terms of your work at the start of the day go right what's the thing that's going to really propel me in my career further than anything else I could do today uh-huh. and then do that yeah um, and, and you'll probably find that will get done in a couple of hours and then it's like because I think we get so much bogged down into the task of right let's look at my emails let's answer my emails and so you spend hours answering your emails and then you actually get nothing done because those emails don't propel you whereas so for example one of the things that I should probably do is email casting directors to kind of go here's my face yeah. do you want to use me in, a, in a, something that you're casting at the moment mm-hmm. rather than going right let's update my website in case a casting director does see it exactly that's exactly it. That's what we try to say. And, and then again, it applies to the family as well. So Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing is what we said at, at, at the end as well, is just to celebrate those small wins, both in your work and, and in life as well. Um, because we, again, we get so bogged down in the big results. Um, one thing that everybody talks about doing is, is uh, at the end of the day, writing what you're grateful for for that day. And I think that's a good way of doing it. 
Yeah, definitely. That's your small wins there in your face. And the thing is, like, small wins are personal, but you'll realise that these are actually going to end up turning into huge wins later mm-hmm. on. They're small mm-hmm. wins personally, but you might have a huge win later on when you've got yeah. a really great friend that's your friend for life and is going to be there forever. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Ashley, I've just thought of something. There's this, there's this trend going around online on social media, the oh, 100 yeah. Days of Happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you're trying to get a good work-life balance, just take that challenge. 100 Days of Happiness, all you have to do is post a picture online every day for 100 days or something that makes you really happy that day and i think that is just exactly what we're talking about again about getting good work-life balance i've seen actors going i had a great audition today selfie mm-hmm. and then the next day going oh i'm having a really nice bath today mm-hmm. and it's that sort of stuff i think if you can get into the habit of doing things like that you're gonna and, if, and if you're struggling if you're someone who's saying i can't think of a hundred things that i enjoy then you are the person that needs to sort out your work-life balance absolutely Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so cool. There's a quick book recommendation. It's by the guy at the beginning of the episode. Um, the quote from from the quote at the beginning of the episode is by Clayton Christensen. It's called "How You Measure Your Life." I'm not going to talk too much about it, but we'll link to it. It's a great book. Just to, it's talking about all this. How will you measure up in terms of living over your work life balance? It's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great book to check out. And I'll finish up with the end quote, which is: "There are thousands and thousands of people out there leading lives of quiet, screaming desperation, where they work long, hard hours at jobs they hate to enable them to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't like." And that's by Nigel Marsh. And it sort of sums up what we're saying: is that don't be that person. Don't be that person who's hating what they're doing, mm-hmm. thinking they have to earn this money. When on the and behind that, they're just le- losing out on life, like. Find the balance, live the life you deserve in a cheesy American way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has been quite a long episode, uh, this one. I said to Jen before we hit record, I could talk about this sort of stuff for weeks and it appears that I'm getting quite close to that. I just don't um, get how quickly time flies when we do these. It's I know, amazing. I know. It is so much fun and I hope it flies for you guys listening out there as well. Um, as always, if there's anything that you, you want us to discuss on the show or if you have any kind of comments on on what we're talking about in this episode or in any other episodes, please, please do send us an email. We do love getting those. Uh, you can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. Or you can email me at gem, C-E-M, at powerfulnonsense.com. And if you want to speak to us on Twitter instead, you can tweet me at wayne underscore Ingram. Or you can tweet me at C-K-Y i-l-d-i-z and also jam your ebook is out my ebook is out there has been a few downloads but you can get it for free on my website which is powerfulnonce.com slash status go and that's the 10 unlearnings for the digital economy and it's talking about how we can leverage this technology to build businesses that give us a good work-life balance online and or even just in the real world like but yeah check it out it's free and i hope you like it i like what you did there jam i like what you did there um and um also big big thing if you are enjoying the show please do leave a review on itunes it really does help to boost the visibility of the show which helps us to continue to produce it um and and we would be ever so grateful if you would just just take a couple of minutes if that 30 seconds Mm -hmm. just to post a review it really 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 does help and it makes us feel warm inside Yay! <laughs> so cool. and, and it might help me heal from this horrible yeah, illness that If you, if I you have. want Wayne to get well fast, then post a review. Yeah, <laughs> I get an injection of vitamin C every time you post, someone posts me. <laughs> yeah, I've got you sort of strapped up in some sort of sore device there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, oh, there we go. Shut him off. I'm dying. But yeah, have a great day and thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. See you later.